Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. Bye, I'm Justin. Mark. I hate you guys. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> I feel like... We didn't even talk about it, but I feel like we had that planned, like in our in our brains. We, like we both did, knew you were probably docking underneath the fucking table <laughs> and passing notes in between your brains. <laughs> fucking bastards! Oh man, this is gonna be a good one because this is only episode two technically for the night. But we, I don't know, I pretty much drank uh, all of the Samuel Smith's oatmeal stout here. Yeah, you, and then we we drank uh, um, some of uh, oatmeal stout that I made. That is a lot like Samuel. Very very stout. close. It was really good. We shall see what the non-partisan judge, no, biased judges from uh, Minnesota Minnesota, Mash Yeah, from, uh, yeah. Oh, they're from Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're probably going to have a higher score then. I I allegedly shipped the beer to them using UPS, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Like straight to Northern Brewer, like Northern Brewer was the shipping location. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll boot that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can't keep that up. Actually, we'll probably know how that did by the time this comes out. Yes, yes, we will. There so uh, follow uh, follow us. You can find out how uh, how my beer did and how the uh, the Brett Porter that uh, Mark submitted does. There you go. Yeah, I don't have high hopes. No, I'm not hopeful for that one at all. That was a piece of shit. No, I I enjoy <laughs> it, but I just don't <laughs> think it fits the style. No, it's well. not. It's not close. So today. Our friend Taylor, who sucks at cornhole a lot, who has lost to me in multiple locations numerous times, mm-hmm. um, went to another location down in uh, Raleigh, Raleigh, North, North Carolina. Carolina, North Carolina, and hit Lone Rider Beer Company or Brewing Company, I think it's Brewing Company, and brought us back three beers from them, and they have a fun like Wild West theme going on with it. Um, yeah, and whoever the artist is really likes like Clint Eastwood's heyday of spaghetti westerns. Yeah, he it definitely has the uh, the movie poster from that vibe going on. Well, no, like I was looking at the website a little bit, and like one of one of the artworks is like straight up like the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that's true. And like you know, Dead Eye Jack. Well, that that's Clint Eastwood yeah. lighting a cigarette. And uh, shotgun Betty here is the um, the tough as the you know the tough lady with brass balls that's in every uh, whorehouse. Yeah, she's protecting blue. every every brothel in her bra. Yes, I don't know. Is this technically a bra? We need like some women folk to tell us. It's a corset. Yeah, it's a corset exactly because it yes. you know it, it sucks out the gut in like the thing that I need. It's got it's got um, boning in it. <laughs> that's right boning. that's yeah. what i said <laughs> it's rib for your pleasure yes indeed love those double entendres <laughs> so um justin did you pull up the notes do you have a little bit of the background on lone rider there or did you not i have shit over here i'm Thanks, slacking buddy. like a motherfucker i totally was with you like i got you like i but i didn't say anything i, I assumed that justin was also dropping Picking no, picking up the what I was putting down. Yes, you're having a hard time with this one, aren't you, Mark? Mark's pretty whacked. I got to say, Mark is Mark is a pleasant level of drug right yeah. now. 
um, shared with me. While Justin finds what's going on with, for the background, we can tell you that the first beer that we have, it's called Shotgun Betty. It's a Hefweizen. Um, it's a, Mark, can you grab the can? There we go. Outstanding. All right. Um, and it's supposed to have a lot of the banana and fruity esters going on that are kind of symbolized that wheat he- that wheat heffy bear. Yeah, going so on. they say that the this German style hefe features rich banana and a clove nose with a refreshing dry finish. I definitely get banana. Yeah, the banana is present. The clove is there in the background too. Yeah, I mean, I get a, a little hint of bubble gum in there, too. Yeah, definitely a little bit of bubble, bubble gum. Yeah, I, once you taste it, the bubble gum is really strong in the, in the taste. It's that first thing that hits you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it follows it up with a little bit of, like, clove in there. Um, it's kind of on the sweet side. A little, Yeah, it's a little sweet, but, um, you know, say in North Carolina, it makes me think of, like, uh, the sweet tea. Going on, which I don't like, but I understand a lot of people love it. Steph loves um, it. I can't. I can't take it. I could see this being like, this is like a sweet tea version of uh, Hefeweizen. Like it's a little sweeter, and I could see how it could be really popular. Every once in, in a while, while, I grab myself one of the Tollboy cans of the Arizona sweet tea. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I got the uh, half the Arnold Palmer. I like like me some Arnold Palmer. Nope. The uh, you hate we, lemon. What is wrong with you? For some reason, I hate iced tea, too, for the record. Dude, you're fucking weird. You put them together, and I'm into it. There you go. Especially if you put you some vodka in there. You got peanut butter on my chocolate bar. <laughs> you got your chocolate bar and my peanut butter. Um, we, we didn't, uh, It's been a bit since we've done the SRM gag. Where are you, where are you guys going with that? I would say three. Um, yeah, I would say somewhere to three to five. I'll, I'll, oh, okay, you're going three to five? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the middle. I'll split the difference. <laughs> Justin cakes five. <laughs> I don't have my shirt on, so I can't. No, yeah, the shirt is absent today. I don't know. It's it's. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Listen, the difference between three and five is it's like nothing. It, it's, um, it's, I I think it might be closer to the five. It's actually got a little bit of more of that gold color to it than I think the yellow. Yeah. Um, so so we'll go five. I'll I'll accept five. Five, uh, five is acceptable. Seven is right out. Yes, <laughs> I like it a lot. The um, it's got your standard like Hefe character, like you said. It's got the bubble gum clove going on. Yeah. Um, the uh, it's definitely a little sweeter than I would think. I would expect a somewhat drier finish. Okay. To it, I can understand that. Um, and that's even actually in the in the flavor text on there. But I would uh, I like the Hefe's uh, a little on the sweeter side of things. This is just too sweet for me. I would get sick to my stomach if I drank any more than a pint of this. I think I proved that I can eat large quantities of sweet things over the course of my life. My heart certainly knows this. So, so uh, I, 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 could, I could drink a bunch of this. Um, I like it. I, th- I like that. Bu- I, I like that bubblegum, Esther, when it comes out. Um, I like that it kind of leads off the sip with it and that it's not... You don't pick it up in the nose, but you get it definitely the first sip. Or at yeah, least I didn't no, pick it up in the nose. It, it, the the bubblegum is there in the the aroma, but it's not strong. But it definitely is the first thing that you get when it hits your palate. Yeah, um, I kind of like it. I think I could. Uh, I think I could go through with a couple of these. So I'll start us off with this, and I'll call this one. Um, well, 
Mark, you kind of got us started already. You already said a pint, right? Yeah, pint is going to be my official yeah. rating on it. Yeah. Um, I think I'd go with a bomber. I think I could have two of these, and then it might start getting a little too sweet. But um, I could see myself definitely drinking two of these. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna second the bomber. I think that it's definitely um, more than one. But um, after two, it, you know, I'll probably want to uh, spread my wings a little bit and uh, see what else is going yeah, on. Yeah, I think I might need something to to cut through the sh- the uh, the sweetness there. And hopefully the second beer that we have, the 645 to Raleigh, which is a smash beer, um, and it's a pale ale to boot, um, might do just that. Yes. So while we're uh, preparing for that, the uh, so Lone Rider is uh, a little bit bigger than uh, actually I th- even even thought. It was uh, opened. It opened up on January 23rd, 2009, which uh, is you know we're coming up upon uh, their eighth, Dang. no ninth anniversary. Yes. Math. Yes, thank you. Maths. Well, sorry. It was also remembering the exact right year. <laughs> Maths. Uh, and at, apparently they're amongst the top 150 breweries in the U.S. They're uh, distributed across nine states. Why is the Pale Ale trying to escape the can? <laughs> um, they've also won a bunch of medals, including from the Great American Beer Festival. Cool. They also declare themselves, they, they declare North Carolina the southern state for beer. Which would you know make sense considering Asheville is there? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, <laughs> I, no one, no one in the southeast can contend with them for that. Yes, that's very true. Um, yeah, Asheville is uh, definitely a neighborhood that I'd like to go check out. But as I understand it, that whole research triangle area has a lot of great breweries going on. Yeah, their area is very similar to. It's not quite the same quantity, but when you look at the map, because when Taylor was going down. I started to look, and then, of course, you know, didn't think anything of it, and then he texts me while he's there, hey, where am I going? <laughs> so, I Well, you know. I mean, you definitely, like, prodded both of us with it as well, and I definitely forgot about it. And then you're like, yeah, Taylor, Taylor's bringing us this beer. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I was supposed <laughs> to look into that. <laughs> so, when I did, when I, you know, Google, you know, Google mapped it, because it's what you do when you don't know something, you just Google it. Yes. The the distribution of breweries, I mean, it's very dense. It's very similar to areas in California. Not quite as many. It doesn't have like 40 breweries within two yeah. miles. But there there certainly is a, a fair number of them. And going through them, they're very varied in, in their, um, like, styles. Like the last one we did, Gizmo, you know, they they had a lot of eclectic stuff, whereas Lone Rider, it seemed to me, had more uh, things that were um, to style, so to speak. There wasn't a lot of adjuncts going on. So there's a lot of different variety, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from what I was looking at when I looked on the website, that seemed like Lone Rider has a... Um yeah, you know, a pretty good a pretty good variety of styles. They want to try to, you know, almost hit, check off each one of the different styles that they could. Uh, not really taking one style and being like, "Hey, we're gonna play with this one a lot," you know? Yeah. Uh, From so I just took a little whiff here on the nose. You're definitely getting a hop aroma, and yeah. I'm I'm gonna put myself on the block here and say that there's there's citra and probably some. No, mid- this is Idaho Seven Ops. Really? Yep. Well, that makes sense, though, because, you know, citrus got a uh, little bit of a citrus quality, and it's citrus and stone fruit, I think, are the two things that uh, Idaho 7 are. Actually, I will find out. And uh, uh, Chevalier, which is an heirloom malt. Chevalier? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I want to be a Knigget. Let's C-H-E-V-A-L-L-I-E-R. see here. 
Let's see. Yes, so aroma and flavor characteristics. It's pungent tropical fruit and citrus. Think apricot, orange, red grapefruit, papaya with big notes of resiny pine and hints of black tea. Grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. Get that grapefruit. Yeah, so I'm not. uh, Yeah, I can get black. could see black tea too. Okay. Yeah, and this is the same hop that um, we were talking to uh, the brewer from Fire Island, and he uh, yeah, the in the sea salt ale exactly the fishing hop. In yeah, there. yeah, it's uh, the yield apparently is two thousand to uh, two thousand two hundred pounds per acre. Just yeah, throwing that out there. It's in what? front of me. What Idaho seven? Yeah, yields about two thousand pounds per acre of hop. Apparently, okay. uh, <laughs> it is. It was also first released in twenty fifteen. Wow, newbie. Indeed. Yeah, that's what we were talking about in that episode. The, uh, the I think it just came, I think it just got named Idaho Seven either this year or last year. Yeah, very recently. So, uh, anybody take a sip of it? I did. I did. What do you guys think? I kind of like it. Um, I tend to like the fruity and uh, tropical hops, the floral, the ones that produce like floral and fruity uh, aromas, as opposed to the bitter or the pininess. I agree with you, but this is just a little too much grapefruit for me. Yeah, I kind of like grapefruit, but that kind of falls into the same, pro, you know, argument that we always have. You're not huge on citrus and tropical fruits. Like you don't, you're not, you don't like pineapple. No, you. I like mango. You don't like orange. No. Yeah, grapefruit doesn't sound like it's your thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't dig on grapefruit either, and I, I, I can definitely get like, a lot of times you get these descriptors for hops, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's it's X, and you're like, all right, no, I no, guess so, no, no, like, sorta. It's 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 always around it. Yeah, it's not that like on the nose. You can't really nail it down. This is grapefruit, like straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit, but I also get a slightly piney, resinous finish to it, just like the the text says. No, that's definitely yeah. there too. Yeah. But like the the dominant thing that I'm getting from this it's is bitter, bitter grapefruit, bitter grapefruit, exactly. Yeah. So I mean. I like it. I think it's a well-balanced, like, super well-made beer. Just not my... It's not going to be something I'm going to drink a lot of because I can't eat more than, like... A, if I eat even a piece of a grapefruit, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, that's why I don't like these. Like, every once in a while, somebody will coax me into it. Like, how do you not like this? It's grapefruit. Grapefruit's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll try this grapefruit. Maybe this grapefruit. No, oh, God, nope, why? No. Yeah, why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> I never liked them. <laughs> no, I like grapefruit when it's part of something else. I like grapefruit when it's, you know, in a fruit salad. I'll eat the grapefruit pieces, you know, like I like that. Um, I think if you put grapefruit in with other fruits, I think it works out pretty good. And I think this beer, pardon me, is kind of the same kind of beer. I like it. I'm not going nuts for it, but I think as part of a flight, I'd be really happy to get this beer. Um, it, and I think it did a good job of doing exactly what I was hoping it would do um, of cut through the sweet of the Hefe. Yes, it did do a good job I think of that. it did a really good job of doing that, and I think it made a good balanced beer to that. So if I'm drinking beers at the at their brew pub or wherever it is, like to have this as a change of pace beer or have it be one of those pale ales that every once in a while I go, hey, I'm having one of those, this one might fall into that category for me. But it's only going to be a pint, and then I'm going on to the something else. As I drink it, I, I like it more. Because I think I can appreciate more of the uh, the character I'm getting. Right. You know, every time you drink something for the first time, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. It's still going to be a pint for me, but it uh, it's really like I I like the uh, complexity 
of the of the hop itself, this Idaho 7 hop. Even though it's a smash, it still tastes pretty complex. Like, I would have thought there was more than one hop in it, but I didn't know. Yeah, I would agree with you there, but it's just not my thing. I Tasting, that's it. <laughs> well, yes, the second I took a taste of it, I knew what you were going to rate it. And also, also, now I don't need to worry about trying to find Idaho 7 myself to like try and make a beer with it. <laughs> I know I will not like it. I do like that sense. I do like the sense that we got a chance to try a single hop beer with this new hop so that we can kind of isolate it and say, this is what this tastes like. The coolest part is that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to smash is a single malt and a single hop. So it's it probably just straight up two row. No, it's um, that... Uh, oh, sorry. that uh, It's that crazy... Uh, um, Cavalier che- or Chevalier. Chevalier. Hold on. How do you spell this? I have to know more about this. C H E V A L L I E R. Chevalier. An, an heirloom malt from a bygone era. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Chevalier Heritage Malt. You can get it from uh, BSG here. All Interesting. Right. Oh. Wow. Only five tons of Chevalier barley was available from the 2014 crop. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So what kind how obviously it's not that dark of a malt, but No, I'm sure it's a it's it's definitely a base malt. But uh yeah, it's not like you can even buy it. It seems it seems like yeah, you can buy it. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it, but I definitely I'll look into it. I I'm that uh it's always interesting to find out um, about Maybe. this new, especially malts in particular. Like you think that once you think you've seen all the different malts you can use, and yeah. then someone's like, "No, no, there's like a Carafa 36 now." They, they take the husks and they put them back on. Like <laughs> <laughs> we rehusk it. Yeah, <laughs> special machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We took the two row husk. We, and we put it on. It. The, we put it on the Carafa. We dehusk it. <laughs> Roast it and then put the husk back on. Right. So you pull that acrid inside. <laughs> so what do we what do we have here now? We have the uh, this is a, a porter. Last we, one's Dead Eye Jack. We were wondering whether or not this was um, an American porter or more an English porter. And it says it's only uh, it says a wandering lone rider, never staying in one place too long. Dead Eye Jack represents our seasonal porter, consisting of a strong malty background with hints of roasted chocolate, subtle sweetness, and low hop bitterness. So, uh, I would say color-wise, we're definitely in the uh, the dark brown range here. Not quite black. What are you talking about? That's black opaque. No way, man. Oh yeah. No way, man. You if can see through, through that. If I look through, the, if I look, it's not black. If I look through the light, I can see brown. It's not black like a Russian Imperial Stout is it's black. It's fucking opaque. You can't see through it, but it's dark brown. Just because you can't see through it doesn't mean it's black. I know I said that I, on purpose. I know. I, I know. I just want to tell you I know. Works. So, we're too drunk to argue over S- SRM right now. It's not going to work. I'm going with dark brown. I'm going with light black. Light black. <laughs> Purple. Om- Omaha. Done deal. So, uh, aroma-wise. It's very roasty. Yeah, a lot of roast in that. Um... Yes, it is. It is quite roasty. So I'm going to guess that it's um, closer to an American porter. So I'm yeah, wondering. Got- I'm wondering about this promise of low hop bitterness. It's hard to distinguish what is hop bitterness and what is astringent from roast. Yeah, I don't get a super. I mean, granted, I've I have had way more dark beer today than anyone else, but uh, the uh, I don't get a, a lot of astringency. Um, or- no, but it's sharp. 
when it first hits your palate. A little bit. Yeah, on the first sip, it's sharp, but then it mellows out pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. For me, it's it's fairly smooth. I would, you know, I think I definitely think it's an American style porter because of the sharp, you know, the roast is definitely sharper than an oh, English yeah. would definitely be. But it's not; it doesn't follow up with the standard American hop. So definitely low hop bitterness, I would say. It's hard to tell, but I would I would guess that that's more roast than hop. That would be my my. Uh, I'm going to concur assertion. with you. But I, I like it. This has the kind of uh, roast that I think, and sharp roast that I think cleans the palate pretty well. Um, it, it it doesn't linger for me. It's not like sitting back there. Uh, it's definitely still hanging around. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm think I feel like it's moving on pretty cleanly. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, no, it's 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 light bodied. Um, the mouthfeel is pretty loot is pretty thin. Like not that it's. Doesn't feel like slick or anything like that. Are you getting that? No, it. it, it and, but uh, from what I've, you know, looking into it a little bit from from the smoke porter that I'm making, the uh, the body on a porter can be a little thinner than say what you would look for in a stout. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know. Um. I kind of I kind of like it. I think I wouldn't need to want to drink a little bit more before I make my final decision. But um, early returns are positive. <laughs> <laughs> the first districts are. Uh, they're all yeah. They're they're only uh, reporting at twelve percent right now. <laughs> yeah, my my nose must be super broken because from the flavor, I'm sure that the the aroma has a lot of roast in it, but I can't uh, I can't really get a lot. What do you smell? Not nothing. That's part of the problem. Is I, that's why I know it's got to be me. No, it's yeah. The the aroma is um actually in pretty rare good sinus form for a long time <laughs> change. <laughs> uh, you know, um. No, it's really, it's it's pretty roasty. Um, there's a little bit of the coffee scent to it too, but it's not. It's not really a. It's not an aggressive aroma. No, it's a. It's a pretty. It's it's pretty cold, and it's a pretty, you know, low key aroma. It's there, but it's not, you know, aggressive in that sense. It's not very effervescent either. So yeah, I you will know, agree. The, uh, the Strong roast aroma that I picked out when I first poured it out is definitely died down. Yeah, if you give this a good solid pour, um, aggressive pour, it it'll get you a better aroma on it. But for me, um, now with forty percent of the districts reporting, I'm comfortable um, calling it. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with a bomber on this one. Also, um, it's pretty good. It's a like a pretty stock porter i think it's a good example of style and um if someone handed this to me and said enjoy this porter i probably would you know and if everybody's wondering it's six percent abv there you go that's not crazy no what was the pale ale did we say um the pale ale no we didn't i don't think we went to the others but it's definitely in there it's a star i think is on the the, the, by the there's oh there it is i see it underneath the raleigh 6.3 Wow, really? I never would have guessed six point three for the pale ale. Um, no, that's right in the. Uh... I just mean from flavor. It seemed like it would be very like lawnmower. I mean, that's that's way above lawnmower status. Yeah, I don't see this one on this one. All right, I can tell you the half yeah, a right now. Be right there, top right. Oh, got it. Five point eight on the half a. Wow. So yeah, they're a little extra in there. Giving you a little oomph. Well, that's that extra sweet, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Exactly. Good point. 
Um, I'm going to probably, I kind of want to give it a growler, but I think I'm going to stay at a, at a bomber. It's, it's, if somebody's going to ask me, Hey, what is a, uh, what does a porter taste like? I'd be like, Hey, here, try this. I mean, it's, it's pretty much right on. It's not anything, uh, super wild, but I can definitely see how you can win a medal for it. Yeah. I think it is a good example of, of style for the beer. Um, you know, yeah. Someone wants to know what a porter tastes like, hand them this beer and they'll know what a porter tastes like. Mark, what's your thoughts on it? It's only a pint for me. I I don't dislike it as much as the Pale Ale, but I I don't like this at all. Really? Yeah. Surprising to me. Do you think you were a little blown out from the Pale Ale or No, I don't think that's it. I like I I feel like this is coating my mouth a little bit, honestly. Really? That's surprising that to me. At all. Let me have some uh maybe some water. Let me uh, cleanse the pal a little bit and we have a little bit left. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna hit it again. So um what else we got going on, guys? You guys um we haven't heard anything back from your beers. No. So we're waiting on that. Um if you haven't already, um, listeners, if you haven't checked out our interview with Dan Moss of Fire Island oh, Beer Co. Fire, Fire Island Beer Company. You got to make sure you give us a <laughs> <coughs> give it a listen. No idea. I just poured myself a second glass of water. <laughs> I, I don't know. know why I did that at all. Justin forgot he drank water and then poured himself more water, and then it was like, wait a minute, I just did this. Yeah, <laughs> it's deja vu all over again, 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 again. Um, Neo, <laughs> was it the same cat? <laughs> was it the same cat? Oh my god. This is Mark's getting aggressive. Thank God I turned the vo- I turned the volume down already. There you go. <laughs> um, we've got that. Um, yeah, we're kind of like on hold right now. I don't know what else to say. Okay. All right. Mark, Call and leave us a voicemail six three one six zero five seven two four zero. Yeah, we got we got business cards now. Yes, we do. So if you happen to see us out at a, at a brewery, come up. Ask us for a business card. I guarantee you, we never fucking have one on us. I fucking guarantee it. But. <laughs> I will ask us and try. I don't know. Mark's got. Mark has somehow. He's got. He has car- infinite pockets. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. Somehow Mark is wearing cargo pants at all times, but they're not cargo pants. They just hold the all the shit. Jeans. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Are you serious? Do you? Uh, is there a hammer holder on that yes. thing? Really? Yes. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna try to rip your pants off now. Um. All right. Yeah, but what- I actually wear a belt. Uh, good point. So, I went back and. I still don't get the uh, the coating sensation that Mark does. So, um, you heard it here first. Mark's wrong. Uh, it's a bomber. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I feel I think there might be some diacetyl or something in there. I don't know. Oh, I'm not getting it. Um, I think I said bomber for me. Yes, you yes, did. you did. Um, yeah. Overall, I think this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good find. So, Taylor, this is better than your cornhole game. You, this is a, this is this I will count as a win. I feel like we should brew a beer that is woefully inadequate. Like that is no, sorry, not woefully inadequate because Taylor's definitely not woefully inadequate. That is just almost there. Like it was almost good, and then we fucked it up at the last second, and then we call it cornhole, or we call it Cliff Stories, <laughs> or Cliff Stories. Yes. Well, our friend, I mean, our friend Cliff, our friend Cliff gets all this build up, and then it's just over. No, like if we if we make a. a beer in tribute to Clifford, we need to say that it's a pale ale and then actually make a stout. 
I know it's not that wrong. We need to say it's a pale ale, but then have it be like a double IPA. I feel like that would be more appropriate. Yes, that would be fair. Um, if, if you guys know the people that we're talking about, please, what kind of beer do you think they would be? Tell us. Let us know. You heard that? You've heard other than Taylor. You've heard you've heard Cliff on the podcast. Yes. Cliff was on several several of our earlier podcasts. Yes, where I had him trapped in my basement for multiple weeks. <laughs> right, it's true. It's okay. He subsisted on water and bread. He was fine. And then he chewed through the ropes. Yes, and escaped. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. He's now loose again. He was like a hamster that got out of a habit trail. Yes. <laughs> Found little pellets all over the place. <laughs> Weeks after that. Weeks after that. So, um, one thing I could say is coming up coming up shortly after this episode should air is uh, the Nanocast Festival. For Rocky Point. We've mentioned it a couple of times. If you're there, we'll be there. We'll probably be wearing our shirts. Yeah, make sure to say hi to us. Yes, please do. Um, let us know. Drink which, my beer. Yes, that's true. Mark and I uh, should have two beers there. Um, New England IPA with sumac and uh, what are the two chilies? Aleppo uh, and... Burf. Uh... <laughs> is Aleppo right, by the way? Or yes. I... Okay. Because yeah, it's another Aleppo, right? Well, it's named... Like, Gary Al- Johnson didn't know what it no, was. It's named you don't know a- what Aleppo is? <laughs> it's named after the region in Syria where it's from. Okay, cool. I just was making sure. And Yes, yeah, so Mark's looking uh, up the other chili. Urfa Biber. That's it. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. <laughs> I, you know, if if I didn't already know that it was real, I would think Mark was making that one up, but it's true. Yeah, Urfa Biber. So we're doing a New England Rye IPA with sumac, Urfa Biber, and Aleppo chilies. So, yeah, come drink that. Um, I believe that one's going to be at the Brewers East End Revival area. Yes, sir. And um, the other one is a collab with is with uh, Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts. It's a collab with um, Andrew, Andrew Luberto and, and uh, Danny um, from Brewer and Beyond. Yeah, Conception from Brewer and Beyond. Yep, and that one is a uh, Roggen beer. That uh, Roggen Braggett, Sorry. Yes, that I, we smoked the rye. Yes, smoked Roggen Braggett, indeed. So that should be interesting. Let's get everything involved in one beer. Well, that's what we do. Yeah. That is the thing that happens. It's kind of like the Russian Imperial style we were tasting earlier that has... Did that have honey in it? Did we put honey in that too? No. No, it was just the date molasses, right? Yes. Yeah, which is the only thing I taste now. Oh, yeah, and then like burning fusel alcohol. That too. Not burning. It's not that bad, but it's it's, it's there. It's it's definitely apparent. Yeah. yeah. We're going to let that age a little bit. Maybe we'll see that sometime in like 2020 or some shit. <laughs> I don't think it needs to age that long, but yeah. No, need some time. It has, I, I have to be honest though, all kidding aside, with the Russian Imperial Stat, having that in the basement, we brewed that at the end of October, and the different iterations that it's gone through, like as I've tasted it, is pretty incredible. Because when we first tasted it, it was pretty roasty, pretty astringent, and like a teeny bit of the date, right? Like the very first one, like two weeks after. Yeah. And then the next time, Mark, this is only the second time you've tasted it, right? Today? I mean, I've tasted it at least two or three times. It so. might be the third time I tasted. Yeah, it. I've had I've tasted it, I think four times. Four, yeah, and each one was has been extremely different. Like the second one was basically all I got was date molasses and astringency. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's and all that happened. And you forgot that it was in there, and you were panicking. It's I like, know it's really fruity. Yeah, something's wrong. That's I was like, what did I do? I, I don't understand. How did I fuck this up? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of stone fruit. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> dates might be the thing. I don't know. It's I, like. I'm like I'm like okay. He like, didn't he didn't say a word and I'm like why isn't he saying anything? Is he mad at me? Like <laughs> I thought I fucked you anymore. It was it was fermenting in my basement. I thought I fucked it up somehow and then he goes there's date blasts in there. The level of relief. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> He's like, "Oh my fuck. god, I fuck, I forgot." <laughs> Thank god. 
So, th- so we had that. The third one was weird. I was really worried when I tasted. Was it the that third the one that tasted like rocket fuel? No, that was that was the ro- the Frankenbraggit you're thinking of. Okay, that yeah. thing was rocket fuel. Yes, it was. That was basically fusel alcohol. It's better now. Actually, we, sh- so. we should have some. So we um that when well, third time I tasted it, it was then I the roast was complete was back and the, there was date and relatively no astringency. And this time around, we're getting some more fusel business in there than I remember getting before. So it, it it keeps evolving, which is why you know whenever you see anybody do a Russian Imperial Stout, it just they let it sit. So obviously we have to let it sit, which is very difficult for me to do. Yeah, I know we've. Let it sit. Let it like sit. Like if we went with your original plan, it would have been in the bottle for three weeks already. Right. Exactly. No, that was a terrible idea. We definitely should not have done. So I'm happy. I'm happy with where it is. We'll see what happens, and uh, we'll report back on that experiment at some point. Indeed, more research is needed. Yes, it is. So uh, once again, thanks, Taylor. I uh, yes, I pre- sir. I, Thank I, you very much. I appreciate the uh, the the pickup and the bring back all that. And uh, we'll uh, come back to you soon with uh, another episode soon. Absolutely. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage. And Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.